Hello everyone, you're listening to J Movie Talk, episode 166, as I be talking a league of their own. Howdy, Jimmy. What? She's crying, sir! I didn't mean to do that. Perhaps you chastise her too vehemently. Good rule of thumb. Treat each of these girls as you would treat your mother. You want to ever tell you you look like a penis with a little hat on? You're out of here! Oh, no, right no, no, now, no, Jimmy, you, I heard you that! Misunderstood you misunderstood me! You misunderstood me! No, I didn't! You can't throw me out for that! No one, you got a strike off! Look at that! 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 I can't believe no one ever called you that before! All right, guys, I'm back uh, for episode 166, um, kicking off July with uh, my sports movie month um, that I decided to do after doing old school June. Um, so I don't know. The, I don't know how I really came up with the idea for doing these movies for this month, but um, I just kind of want to do something a little different opposed to what I've kind of been doing for a while with the movies on movie talk so you know i decided to kind of switch it up and talk about some sports movies and and everything so like i said i decided to kick it off with uh a league of their own which came out in 1992 um directed by penny marshall who actually has directed two of my favorite tom hanks movies including this one um and also she did 1988's big um, of course, Penny Marshall is known for all the stuff that she was involved with. Of course, the whole uh, Laverne and Shirley TV show that she was a part of um, before she got, became an actor. I mean, well, before she became a director, I should say. Um, and everything. But then when she transitioned into directing, uh, it's kind of funny. Like the first movie that she that I know of that she directed was um, the movie Jumping Jack Flash, which came out in 1986, starred Whoopi Goldberg. Um, which that movie doesn't get talked about a lot, um, for some reason, um, or whatnot. It's been a long time since I actually watched it. I don't know. I might have to revisit it one day to see, to kind of understand why it doesn't get mentioned a lot as far as the movies. Um, then the next movie she did, like I said, was, uh, big in 1988. Um, the movie awakenings in 1990. And then, this movie, A League of Their Own in 92. So, uh, before, of course, getting into talking about the movie, just want to do a quick synopsis where two sisters join the first female professional baseball league and struggle to help succeed amidst their own growing rivalry. And the movie stars Tom Hanks as Jimmy Dugan, uh, Gina Davis as Dottie Henson, Laura Petty as Kit Keller, Madonna as May. Rosie O'Donnell as Doris, um, Megan Cavanaugh as Marla Hooch. Um, let's see who else we have here as far as the main characters. Um, we have uh, David Strathern as Ira Lowenstein, Gary Marshall as Walter Harvey, John Lovitz as Ernie, um, Bill Pullman as Bob. And that's pretty much our main cast of characters and everything. So the movie kicks off basically at the at the start of World War Two, where all the men are pretty much going over to fight in World War Two and everything. And this is where Major League Baseball gets shut down um, because a lot of ball players, you know, they enlist and decide to go. They mention about Joe DiMaggio and everything like that whatnot so that's how this whole 
women's league gets started, really. But um, the way the movie actually opens is where we see old Dottie um, in, at that time, current day. So I assume it was 92, um, current day, where old Dottie is getting ready for a reunion type of thing. And she's like, she's not really, you know, into it. She doesn't really want to go because she's kind of nervous about going and everything like this. But she has a conversation with her daughter um, and everything. And she's like, all right, cool. I'm going I'm to go or whatnot. So she leaves and as she goes back to the ballpark and everything, she she just kind of gets, I guess, overwhelmed with like the memories. So basically the whole movie is, is a flashback from Dottie's point of view. So that's when we go back into 1943 and we see where Dottie and her sister Kit, they're playing in some like offshoot baseball league women's baseball league and everything and you can kind of tell like off the right right from the beginning like there's a little you know rivalry between the two sisters um and everything so while kit is getting ready to go bat Dottie tells her like hey kit lay off the high ones because for some reason Kit likes to swing at the the high fastballs for whatever reason. Even though she's not that tall, but she likes to swing at the high fastballs. And while she's up the bat, she uh, of course doesn't listen to her sister, and of course is swinging at these high fastballs. And she takes the two, she swings and strikes at the two first pitches, first two pitches. And on the third one, she basically freezes up and the pitcher comes in low and strikes her out. And it's funny because we have John Lovett's character, who's like this scout or whatnot. He's watching in the stands and he just starts laughing like it's the funniest thing ever. So then Dottie comes up and this pitcher, she tries to get Dottie with some of the same pitches, but Dottie doesn't fall for it. And Dottie waits for the perfect pitch, and she ends up hitting the home run and everything. And it impresses uh, Ernie, the character that uh, John Lovitz plays and everything. And as the game is over or whatnot, um, a lot of people in the stands, they're like, oh, well, it's, it's a good thing that your sister Dottie bailed you out there, kid. Ha, 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 you know, type of thing. And, you know, just kind of hassling her the whole time because she struck out, right? So as they're going back home and everything. And it's, it's the conversation that kind of comes up between the two about how Kit, Kit basically feels like she lives in Dottie's shadow to some degree. And it feels like she has to prove herself um, all the time, which will become like a running thing throughout the entire movie. So when they get back home and everything, they're out in the barn milking cows. And that's when Ernie shows up. And he offers Dottie the chance to come to Chicago to trial for this uh, new women's league that's being, um, you know, started up and everything. And Dottie's like, like, nah, I don't think so or whatnot. So Kit, of course, you know, she's like, well, I'll go. To, so I got to sign something. I'll go, you know, or whatnot. And it's funny how Ernie, he just looks at her like, I don't want you. I want the one who actually hit the ball and everything. And Dottie gets pissed by that because it's like, hey, you talking trash about my sister, basically. It's like, hey, look, she's a pitcher. She's really good. She didn't pitch today, but she's a really good pitcher. 
And he's like, well, I won't go unless you take her too. So he's like, all right, fine, whatever. So he's like, well, we leave in the morning. Uh, so they, if you decide to come, we leave in the morning. So they end up getting there late and everything. So the train is basically about to take off. It's taking off when they're running up there. And they basically got to throw their bags on and jump on the train as it's leaving or whatnot. And he's like, well, it's good that you girls decided to, you know, to join me. Say, but we got to make a stop first uh, before we get to Chicago to see another girl. So they end up uh, meeting up with um, before they get to Chicago. That's where they go and they see um, Marla Hooch, who is this amazing hitter um, or whatnot. And the fact that it's raining outside is why they're having like this batting practice inside of a, a gymnasium. And she's just knocking the hell out of this ball, breaking windows. And what's crazy about it is that while she's doing this right-handed, her dad off to the side says, all right, now Marla, switch switch lefty. And then he kind of turns back and looks at Ernie. He's like, yeah, watch this. And she hits the ball. She's like the greatest switch hitter that they probably ever seen, male or female or whatnot. So after... After she, you know, hits the ball and everything, Ernie, he goes over and he takes a look at her. And because Marla isn't like this beautiful woman or whatnot, he's like, ah, you know what? Uh, you know, she's 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 not cut out for this. Uh, we're going to pass and everything. So Dottie and Kit, they get pissed about it. It's like, well, wait, you're not going to take her because she's not cute and everything. And and Ernie, he's like, well, look who finally catching on and everything. So, all right, let's go, girls. They throw down their bags. They like, no, we're not going nowhere until you get her to go. So he's like, all right, fine. She can come and everything. So he take the three girls to Chicago. And that's where they meet up with all the other girls who come from around the country, you know, to this uh, tryout in Chicago or whatnot. And this is where we're introduced to uh, May and Doris, played by uh, Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell, who just the whole from the time you see them, they just basically like arguing back and forth. But they're but they're very good friends and everything. You tell they've been friends for a long time with the way they talk with each other and everything. Um. But I will say this, um, the chemistry that Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell have in this movie is very good. You, I mean, you could have did a movie like about the two of them and I won't say it would have been like as good if they were like the main characters, but it still would have been a good movie if you focused a little bit about them because throughout the movie, you get like some back history about both characters that just like, especially in regards to Madonna's character, she... She kind of had it rough um, as far as like how she ended up at this point. And she she like she did not want to go back to what she was doing beforehand, basically getting drooled all over by some sleazy, sleazy dudes and everything. And probably some clubs that she was working in and stuff like that. And Rosie O'Donnell, the character of uh, Doris, she basically like this blue collar, you know, worker and everything. But you can tell she has a close relationship with her father. Uh, which we see later on, but the dynamic between the two of them is very good. And this is, we talking about Madonna when she was still pretty much in her prime. Um, Madonna, where she was like, yeah, I want to be an actor now. I've kind of conquered the whole music scene. I want to be actor Madonna. And I would say at this point is where she's kind of get taken seriously 
as far as her acting goes or whatnot. Because, I mean, before this, she had done Desperately Seeking Susan. Um, I can't remember the name of the other movie. Um, I, I, but I know the movie. Just can't think of it right now. I'll probably edit it in later. And, of course, she does Dick Tracy. And she does this all around the same time and everything. So, they all, you know, do their little... You know, the girls get picked and everything for their teams or whatnot. And, of course, uh, our main characters all get picked to be on the same team because that's how the movie has to go, right? You can't have them, like, spread out on these other teams and and it's not so much of a movie. So they all end up being picked to play for the Rockford Peaches. Um, that's Dottie, Dottie, Kit, May, um, Marla, and Doris. Um, that we meet up here and then of course a bunch of the other girls that we meet up as well they end up with the rockford peaches um and everything so while all that is going on and everything whatnot after they get picked for the team they was like well look uh you know the lifestyle that you girls had going on before and everything yeah, it's not gonna happen here. So basically, you you're gonna have to go this to, to a charm school, and you know to be like a lady and all this type of stuff. And they have to play in a skirt. And the girl's like, I can't play in that. Tosa, I can't, I can't, I can't play in that thing. And and Dottie's like, I have to. Tosa, forget about playing it. I gotta squat in that thing because Dottie is the catcher and everything. So that's when Ira Lowenstein he steps up. He's like, girls, if you can't play in this, then you can't play for us or whatnot and it's like so basically y'all just want the girls to look good in a skirt and just think that they're gonna attract like the men who didn't go off to war just to entertain them you know and everything just because or whatnot it's almost like they really they really didn't care if these girls could play baseball or not so while all that's going on is where walter harvey who is basically the money man behind this whole thing he uh meets up with one of his former players uh jimmy dugan played by tom hanks who you know i always felt that tom hanks was too young to kind of play jimmy dugan in this movie because the way he's presented as this like low down drunk you know gruff you know rough type character but we see tom hanks he at that time he was still young and, and and everything like that so in a way he was kind of miscast but at the same time i understand why they cast tom hanks because he does have this likable quality about him or whatnot so um when he's introduced and whatnot and talking about how he got a bad knee and everything and he's basically a fall down drunk and he basically jokes about it's like well i'm not a alcoholic anymore i can't afford it you know what i think because he basically broke and mr harvey is like oh so you so your drinking is a joke to you okay say but um so well i am offering you this other this this job and everything and he's like oh mr harvey thank you thank you you know i know i screwed up the last one but i won't let you down with this one so okay so what am who am i um he's like no you um you're gonna be the manager of this new uh this girls uh baseball it's like what and everything he's like all right all right i'll do it because he because he needs the money so he's like all right i'll do it or whatnot so jimmy reluctantly becomes the manager of the team or whatnot and um what one of the things about this movie that while i was watching it this time that kind of struck me as weird is that 
even though it's the 1940s or whatnot, and for whatever reason, and even to some degree now, why is it that women playing like professional sports is looked at as being like like a weird thing? I mean, even though at this time, um, in the 40s, you didn't have any women playing any type of notable sports but at the same time you did have like these little dirt leagues i should call them in a way where women were playing and everything like that but it wasn't taken too too seriously um because it wasn't on a major scale i mean if it was like a little small local thing it's like yeah it's cool or whatnot but when something was put like on a major scale it's like oh women playing sports (laughs) you know type of thing it's like but why i mean you had a you have a lot of women that can do a lot of things and should be looked at i mean on an equal footing with men and as the years have gone on the fact that you have the you have the WNBA which i would say is the as far as a league um is the most prominent women's league there is because you don't really have a professional women's soccer league but you do have the but you do have the olympic soccer teams you have the women tennis and everything um you have ladies golf um but you don't really have a real women's football league i mean yeah you have the lingerie league you know type of stuff like that but you don't have a real league where they actually with real uniforms and real pads and everything out there and but i mean there are some women that play in that lingerie league that awesome hard hitters and stuff like that but it is it's still like i want to say it's kind of compared to how they wanted to present the women in the league of their own where you got them playing a freaking lingerie and it's like what the hell is that like if they play a football, why the hell they need to be playing a lingerie, you know, type of stuff. And it's crazy too, like how you don't have a women's baseball league, but, but you have all these women who play baseball in in college and everything. But then there isn't really a women's baseball league of any type of note that you see about in today's time. And just kind of find it weird, like how, like women deserve to have their own league as well. I mean, if, if the WNBA can be a success and have some really good women players over the years and everything, then I feel like if there's women who want to play these other sports as well, they should be able to have a league. And I know of course they're going to say, Oh, well there is no money in it and everything. Well, people didn't think there was going to be money in the, in the WNBA and look how long that league has been around um, and whatnot. And, there's some really good women players and have been some really good women players over the years in that league um or whatnot but i just find it kind of interesting like how it's always looked at as that like women can't play these sports for whatever reason or are surprised when a woman dominates a sport like a serena williams with tennis dominates her sport and is probably even more athletic and a better you know, markable person than what you see from the men's side. Yes, I said it. So, I mean, if anybody disagree with that, well, you can disagree with it. But at the same time, I feel like Serena Williams is, when you think of tennis, period, not not women's tennis, not men's tennis, when you think of tennis, 
Serena Williams should be the first name that comes to mind. Period. Um. So, getting back into the movie. So, um, after everything that we, you know, now that the team has been set up and everything, and Jimmy, he finally, you know, shows up because opening day, Jimmy gets there late because he's hungover, drunk. He comes stumbling in basically, and he got a pee and everything like this. He goes and piss you know in the urinal and it's like the longest pee you ever hear in your life type of thing or whatnot and then he basically walks out and just go stumbling into the dugout and everything he basically sleeps for the whole game practically after he's introduced he you know he goes out tips a little hat and it's like he really don't want to be there and even the people that do show up for the first game, they're kind of skeptical about what they're going to see. Cause there's even this one dude, of course, always got to be that one guy who gets up on the freak on top of the dugout. It's like, he rolls his pants, lays up like, look, I'm a girl. I'm trying to play baseball. Oh, I don't want to break a nail, you know, this type of stuff. And then, um, Doris, he, she basically, no, not Doris. Um, what's the other girl? I can't remember her name, but she ends up throwing and hitting him with the baseball, knocks him into the, to the freaking uh net and everything, he almost flipped out the dog on thing, but you know they have a good laugh about it or whatnot. So they end up playing and stuff like this, and the game is actually pretty good. And uh, the peaches end up winning, and people like they want to give Jimmy the credit for it, but they keep cutting over to Jimmy where he's ba- he's sitting in the dugout sleep and everything because he's hungover. And then after the game is over, it's like there's some kids there that's trying to get his autograph and everything. So Ira, he shows up and he tells the kids, you know, yeah, maybe some other time, kids. Then he goes and talks to um, Jimmy, who's like, like well, I don't really want to be here, this type of stuff. Ira's like, you know, you got some really good ball players out there. And Jimmy gets pissed when he says this. Like, ball players? I don't have any ball players. I got girls. You know, this whole type of thing. Because even Jimmy is sexist about the whole thing, but he's only there so he can get a paycheck but he really doesn't want to be there um it just it takes some time for him to kind of really jump on board with the fact that hey these girls can actually really play it's like once he i guess he decided that he wasn't gonna drink in one game and he actually decides to look at what's going on and he realized like hey these girls hmm, there's actually something going on here so then he actually wants to become the manager and everything and it's funny how all the time before this Dottie was basically like the player slash coach in a way so they kind of have like this tug of war at one moment in one of the games where Marla's up to bat and they giving her signals in the in the dugout and Marla's like she don't know who to you know really listen to so Jimmy he gets pissed like hey who's the goddamn manager I am act like it, you big lush all right, so after that, that's when Jimmy, he gets invested, you know, in the team after, you know, he kind of realizes like, oh, I got these girls that actually can play some ball. And he, he gets more invested. He really starts to stop drinking and everything like that. Him and Dottie, they kind of start forming more of a, you know, good, you know, manager slash team captain type of relationship and everything, you know, after that whole uh, thing that happens at the uh, game or whatnot and as some time goes on as the girls get more you know close and things like that is where Ira he has a meeting with uh, Mr. Harvey and Harvey lets him know like hey you know the league isn't really making that 
making any money or whatnot and the boys will be coming back home from war soon so there won't be any need for ladies baseball so we're gonna be closing up shop for the after the season is done um and everything and ira he's like mr harvey he's like i sold a i sold you know your product when there was no product and now that there is an actual product to be sold now you want to shut it down and it's like Man, no one cares about ladies' baseballs. Like, this was only for a temporary time anyway. What did you think this was going to be? Like, permanent? You know, type of thing. So, Ira gets, you know, upset about it because he did work very hard to make this, like, a like this vision, you know, a reality or whatnot. So, he's invested in it. And the fact that he goes to the games and see how well these girls are playing, he's a little, he's disappointed. Like, oh, we're just going to you know we're just gonna close this up and there's gonna be you know nothing for these girls to do after this even though they've worked so hard to get to this point so ira ends up going and telling the girls like hey you know really appreciate what you guys have been doing but uh i, I just want to let you let you know like after this season that's gonna be it so, and everything so the girls of course get pissed about it and everything like that so Dottie, she kind of decides to come up with this whole thing of like giving more entertainment or whatnot to to the people who come to the game so during one of the games um Dottie basically you know she could have easily caught this ball that was that was going foul or whatnot she could have easily caught it whatnot but she decides to drop down into a split and the photographer there he ends up taking the picture and everything and it like it impresses everybody like oh my god did you see that type of thing so a lot of girls started doing stuff to get more entertainment wise with it um and everything and because of doing that aspect of it that's when they started bringing in more people to the games more fans started come showing up i mean when when this thing first started yeah there was like sporadic people in the crowd and everything but once they realized, like, one, that these girls could actually play, more people started to show up. But then, two, it really ramped up when the fact that they started putting the whole entertainment aspect of it. That's when the people started showing up and then the photographers and everything taking pictures, writing more articles. So the sports writers and everything, you know, they get more into it and all that type of stuff. And, you know, it becomes more of an entertainment type of thing like that. Uh, once the girls basically jump on and like we want to promote more of an entertainment thing um, as well as how good we actually play. So uh, next thing I want to talk about is uh, Laura's Petty's performance in this movie. So Laura Petty in this movie as Kit Keller to me is I mean, I, I like Laura Pitty as an actress, but in this movie, for some reason, she just, I mean, I understand what they was going with with her character, but I just didn't like her character. And she does a good job in the movie because I don't think you really, really supposed to like her in the movie, even though you kind of supposed to understand, like, she feels like she's living in her sister's shadow and everything like this. But as the movie progresses along, you can see where, like, she feels like, oh Dottie is getting all the attention what about me type of thing and because they get into a huge fight you know or whatnot and Dottie's like all right screw this I don't really need this I didn't even really want to come here and play so she decides to like pack up and she's gonna leave or whatnot and Dottie basically says like look you could trade me 
Like, I, let, let Kit stay here. You can trade me, but y'all y'all better figure out something. Otherwise, I'm going back home to Oregon. So, in the process of all that, instead of Dottie getting traded because they like Dottie on the peaches, they decide to trade Kit to uh, Rancine or whatnot. Kit gets pissed. It's like, well, Dottie, you, you know, basically she brings it all on Dottie. Like, this is what you wanted, da 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 It's like, I didn't want to get traded. Like, I didn't want you to get traded. I want them to trade me or whatnot, you know, and everything. So, Kit ends up leaving. And then this is kind of where the movie starts to, you know, all the, I would say all the bad stuff starts to kind of happen in a way. Because after Kit's get, after Kit get traded and everything, um, Dottie Husband, uh, played by Bull, Bull, Bill Pullman, um, returns and everything he returns from the war or whatnot and Dottie kind of feeling like baseball isn't what she want to do anymore anyway so they're getting ready to go on a road trip and that's when Dottie lets uh, Jimmy know like hey I'm done or whatnot like what like, yeah I'm going back home to Oregon you know I'm going to live my life with my husband and Jimmy's like you know I'm never going to tell anybody what they should and shouldn't do when it comes to their family but you know you walking out on these girls you're working on the team and everything and that's like yeah whatever you know kind of thing because she's still upset about the whole thing that happened with kit so they leave and because they like right in the middle of this great season and everything and the fact that Dottie has kind of become the face of the league in a way not just the face of the team but the face of the league and it's like that's a huge hit or whatnot to to the league. Could you imagine? Like, I would say basically like when Michael Jordan retired in '93, he was the face of the league, and then he just decides to you know, uh, you know, effective immediately. Um, I'm retiring from the sport of basketball and everything. And the NBA did suffer for that you know year and a half that he was out and everything. They suffered ratings wise, and people really didn't because Michael Jordan wasn't around, you know, and everything. So you could say Dottie was like the Michael Jordan of the women's uh, league, baseball league at that time, right? So she leaves, and even though she's gone, I mean, the Peaches are still a good team, but you can tell they're missing something because Dottie isn't around. And at this point, we're in the middle of the you know, the playoffs and everything, and they end up getting to where they're playing against uh, Rancine, of course, because that's where Kit went. So that's like the second best team in the league. And, you know, they end up in, in their, um, you know, championship game, their World Series, I should say. And they end up getting uh, in a tie, three, three, three games tie, a three apiece tie, basically. And you think like, OK, well, Rancine is going to win this, you know, because, you know, they don't, you know, because the Peaches don't have Dottie, so of course Dottie is the one that would put them over the hump. But since Dottie isn't around, um, you know, Rancine basically got this or whatnot. So, you know, they're getting ready for the game and everything. Jimmy's he he's having like a meltdown or whatnot, and you know he's talking to the catcher who he's thinking is Alice and everything. It's like you know this is that da da da, and so then she stands up, takes off the the catcher's mask, and it's Dottie. It's like, what are you doing here? 
Like, you know, I, you know, I decided to play it with that. And it's like, basically, it's almost like that. It's like, hey, you know what? I can't let y'all go out like this. I, I had to return and everything. This is like Michael in 90, you know, in 95, you know, he comes back. He's like, yeah, I can't let y'all go out like this and everything. And so, um, so at this point, Jimmy's like, well, who said that you can play? You know, you quit on us. You know, who even said that you can't play? So she was like, all right, fine. I won't play. He was like, well, well wait a minute now. You know, you're already dressed and everything. It don't make no sense for you not to, you know, play and everything. So, so, um, Dottie, she's like, she's all amped up for this game. So Jimmy, he gets excited. He's like, we're going to win. We're going to win and everything. So they end up playing the game or whatnot. And it, it's a, you know, tough game between both teams. You know, neither team is giving the other any type of, you know, in, you know, margin for error, basically. And while everything's going on, Kit in the middle of this game starts having a freaking meltdown and whatnot. She's like losing it because of the fact that Dottie is back and, you know, whatnot. And she she knows how she gets when Dottie is around. So she it's, it's like there's a shot of her in the dugout where she basically she really crying and losing losing everything just right there and there. And it gets to the point where uh Kit is up to hit and she she's on base and everything after that and there's a hit and she's coming around to home and it's a great throw to home and she should be out and Kit doesn't stop. She basically steamrolls Dottie and blasts her and they go down and the ball comes out of Dottie's hand and Rancine, they score and they end up winning the World Series. And of course, the Peaches are, you know, sad and everything. Rancine, you know, celebrates. Kit gets her moment to shine basically or whatnot. And I've always had this thing like, did, did, did Kit really, you know, hit Dottie hard enough for her to drop the ball? Or did Dottie drop the ball on purpose just to give Kit, like, that moment that she's been wanting her entire life or whatnot? And that's kind of something that, that's always been a thing about this movie, to me at least, um, and everything. So they win. Kit gets, you know, hoisted off like Horace Grant with the, with the Orlando Magic when they beat the Bulls and everything in the playoffs. Or whatnot, she gets carried off, you know, celebrate or whatnot. So, um, you know, everyone pretty much, you know, say they goodbyes and everything. And in a weird way, Kit and Dottie they kind of make up or whatnot, and they get on the buses and they go their separate ways. Um, and what's crazy about it is that Dottie only played that one year, had like probably the best you know season of of any of the years that the league was around but she just like yeah i'm one and done like and, and she lost in in the championship game she didn't like oh i want to come back and try again like no i, I did everything i need to do I'm, I'm good me and bob we're gonna we're gonna go make a family together pretty much um and everything and that's like how Dottie's story ends so then it goes back to present day where old Dottie is you know, where we left her when she was standing on the, you know, right when she got to the field to see the, all the, the girls and everything. So they had the reunion of, you know, the, the older characters that, you know, are still around and everything. And they just so appreciative and so happy that Dottie showed up. And there's a guy in the stands like, well, who was that? And so the lady next to was like, oh, that's Dottie Henson. You know, she was the best ball player that ever played in the league. It's like, 
I don't remember her. It's like, yeah, because she only played the, 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 the one season. You know, like most people probably don't remember her if they didn't follow the sport from the beginning. So, you know, um, Marla's there. Um, May and Doris are there. Uh, Eve is there. Like, like, most of them are still around uh, for the most part. The The only one that wasn't around was Evelyn, who her character was a was just ditzy but it was funny especially her and that little boy for a steel wheel because he would have been he would have been chucked out the bus a few times i mean that that little kid was a freaking mad child or whatnot and and everything but she was the only one of of them that wasn't around anymore um, especially when they all go to the uh, baseball hall of fame and they're like, there's a whole wing that was dedicated to them. And we find out that's where the, the league went from 1943 to 1954 and everything. And just all the memorabilia that's of them and everything. It was a nice little moment and everything like how, you know, a, much of an impact in that, you know, time period, that nine year period that they actually had. And the fact that they were being inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. And the guy, he was getting ready to cut down the banner to their little section of the Hall of Fame. When they stopped him, it's like, you know what, uh, Mr. Lowenstein, you're the reason why the league, you know, was still going for all those years. So it would only be right if you the one that cut the banner. So Ira Lowenstein, who was still alive and everything, he, you know, congratulate the girls. And then he cuts down the ribbon. They go inside and they're all looking around or whatnot. And we see... um freaking ernie of uh, john lover's character still around and still got damn cigar in his mouth or whatnot and that's what you see um growing up uh steel will and everything because he's there for his mother and and he, he seemed to have like a, a a nice appreciation for it or whatnot especially it's in honoring his mother who had passed away or whatnot and it was it was a good um feel good moment of how the movie ends and Dottie she just at peace with everything because at the end that's when we see older Kit and her family come in because Kit basically became like a superstar or whatnot player or whatnot and because that's what she always wanted so she got to have that success where Dottie wasn't around and everything and they you know get together and the movie basically ends with uh showing like the older women you know playing a game and everything and the movie ends like that um so that's pretty much um, a league of their own. Um, before I get into ratings and everything, just want to talk about Gina Davis' performance in this. So this is one of those movies where Gina Davis like just proves like why she was, why she had that run of being like a top actress and everything because she's just very likable in this movie, and you just gravitate to her character and just her as an actress in general. I mean, she just she had a really good run for a while there and of course it all goes to hell a few years later with cutthroat island but uh before we get to that i mean this movie like is one of the reasons why gina davis is looked at at that time you know for that time period as one of the top actresses i would say that she was a little bit more versatile than julia roberts i could say they both like in the same footing but Gina Davis was a little bit more versatile with the stuff that she did, even though no disrespect to Julia Roberts, who I like as well. But Gina Davis, I think, could have still had that same career if she did do Cutthroat Island 
or whatnot, where Julia Roberts, she had like, like the nineties was on the, I mean, they pretty much started like acting around the same time in movies and, and they, even though Gina Davis didn't have a problem doing like weird off kilter type movies, like earth girls are easy or the fly or Beetlejuice and everything where, you know, Julia Roberts was doing mystic pizza and stuff like that when she was younger. But, you know, Julia, she kind of stuck with the whole, you know, dramatic movies or the comedy movie where Gina Davis was trying other stuff. And by doing other stuff, I think that's what kind of screwed her up when she decides to do that damn cutthroat island. But whatever. Um, but, yeah, she's really good in this movie um, and everything. And all the women are really good in this movie for the most part um so if i had to pick a favorite character i mean i could go with tom hanks but i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna actually go with gina davis as uh dotty henson i think she's like the true backbone of the movie and everything like that and she is the even though everything kind of works around her um to a degree so that's why she's my favorite character if i had to get a movie a rating i'd give it a, a solid four out of five um, and everything like that so i want to thank everybody for listening to this episode um i'll be back for episode 167 as i'll be talking about uh, the 2001 movie ali starring will smith as muhammad ali i have a lot of thoughts about that movie um so you can look forward to that of course you can check me out on uh on twitter at j movie talk as well as instagram at jmt podcast and of course you can also follow the uh tv zone podcast twitter um, which is TV zone underscore podcast um, and everything. And of course you can find all of the episodes um, part of the TV zone podcast network. Um, my host site of course is anchor, um, but it, whatever podcasting catcher that you have, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it, we're on it. Um, so just type in TV zone podcast network and you find all of our episodes like that. Um, Thank you guys once again for listening and I will catch you guys next time. Peace. Too much to ask